that we haven't yet. 
other action, one other posture towards creation we need to go over. And it's the same sensation that my brother felt when it was finally his turn to play sports. And it's the same sensation I felt on that first football game every season. And that sensation is rejoicing. In the first sermon in this series, we talked about the creation stories in Genesis. And we also read from Psalm 104. I want to bring it back full circle and read again that passage from Psalm 104 because we missed a crucial piece in that first sermon. Blame the preacher. In that first sermon, we were talking about how everything is ordered and everything fits together and it fits together for our blessing and for God's glory. But there's one, there, but there's more than just order going on in that psalm. There's wonder. There's worship. There's awe. There's rejoicing. So let's read it again as people who are to rejoice and to enjoy creation. Praise the Lord, my soul. Lord, my God, you are very great. You are clothed with splendor and majesty. The Lord wraps himself in light as with a garment. He stretches out the heavens like a tent and lays the beams of his upper chambers on their waters. He makes the clouds his chariot and rides on the wings of the wind. He makes winds his messengers, flames of fire his servants. He sets the earth on its foundations. It can never be moved. You covered it with the watery depths as with a garment. The waters stood above the mountains. But at your rebuke, the waters fled. At the sound of your thunder, they took the flight. They flowed over the mountains. They went down into the valleys to the place you assigned for them. You set a boundary they cannot cross. Never again will they cover the earth. He made springs pour water into the ravines. It flows between the mountains. They give water to all the beasts of the field. The wild donkeys quench their thirst. The birds of the sky nest by their waters. They sing among the branches. He waters the mountains from his upper chambers. The land is satisfied by the fruit of his work. He makes grass grow for the cattle and plants for people to cultivate, bringing forth food from the earth wine that gladdens human hearts, oil to make their faces shine, and bread that sustains their hearts. The trees of the Lord are well watered, the cedars of Lebanon that he planted. There, are the, bird, there the birds make their nests. The stork has its home in the junipers. The high mountains belong to the wild goats, and the crags are a refuge for the hyrax. He made the moon to mark the seasons, and the sun knows when to go down. You bring darkness, it becomes night, and all the beasts of the forest prowl. The lions roar for their prey and seek their food from God. The sun rises and they steal away. They return and lie down in their dens. Then people go out to work, to their labor until evening. How many are your works, Lord? In wisdom you made them all. The earth is full of your creatures. There is the sea, vast and spacious, teeming with creatures beyond number living things both large and small. There the ships go to and fro, and Leviathan, which you formed to frolic there. All creatures look to you to give them their food at the proper time. When you give it to them, they gather it up. When you open your hand, they are satisfied with good things. When you hide your face, they are terrified. When you take away their breath, they die and return to the dust. When you send your spirit, they are created, and you renew the face of the ground. May the glory of the Lord endure forever. May the Lord rejoice in his works. He who looks at the earth and it trembles, who touches the mountains and they smoke. 
I will sing to the Lord all my life. I will sing praise to my God as long as I live. May my meditation be pleasing to him as I rejoice in the Lord. At the beginning of this series, this passage, this song, served as a needed context for our understanding of creation. But as we end, it serves as the proper coda, the proper conclusion for how we ought to view creation moving forward. We should rejoice when we encounter and enjoy creation. The Psalms say, and the Bible says, that creation is one of the ways in which the glory of God is revealed. We who know God, we who know the Almighty, can see his fingerprints all over creation. We can see them in the grandeur of the mountains and sunsets and beaches and forests. We can see them in the microscopic ways our bodies are knit together, how everything functions for our good, and how ordered our ecosystems are. We see God's glory in the vastness of space, that God made countless stars and planets, and that as big as the universe is, God still cares about the very atoms in our bodies. We should rejoice and be glad and worship when we contemplate these many aspects of creation. But we should also rejoice and enjoy creation itself. This is, after all, a gift that God has given to us. We should enjoy the goodness of the earth. We should enjoy the fruits and the vegetables the earth yields. Maybe not lima beans, but the other ones. We should enjoy fish and animals. Perhaps a little less than we do now, but overall we should enjoy that God made such variety. We should enjoy that food tastes good and should celebrate the art of we should enjoy the food and drink that God's creation provides for us. We should continue to improve how and what we do with the things that God has given us. I don't think that uh, food and drink are meant to fuel our bodies alone. Otherwise, we wouldn't have taste buds. I think we are meant to enjoy what we eat and drink as a way of honoring creation and our creator God and do the most we can with what we have been given. We should enjoy nature. We should enjoy going for hikes through the woods, seeing the plants and animals that God has made. We should enjoy the lakes and beaches and the various places God made for us to relax, enjoy rest, and recreation. Who's up for enjoying a Mexico beach right now? <laughs> we should enjoy what God has placed here on earth. We should rejoice at the resources God has given us and the ways in which humans have figured out how to use all that God has given us. We should rejoice that God has provided us the means to heat our homes, fuel our transportation. We should be glad at what God has given us and what we are able to do with it. Our technology is but innovation on how to use the things that God has made. And we should rejoice at what we are able to do and how we are able to do new things with what God has given us. Simply put, we should enjoy creation. We should rejoice that God has given us so much to make our lives possible, to enrich our lives, to make our lives joyful. This is a gift, and as a gift, it's meant to enhance and benefit us. We should receive it and enjoy it as such. But enjoying a gift also means being responsible. The last three weeks were about understanding that we haven't been enjoying the earth responsibly and noticing steps we can take to be better. But it was never meant to shame. Because shame never allows us to rejoice. Shame doesn't allow us to enjoy. Which is why I want to end on rejoicing. With enjoying. With us seeing the glory of God revealed 
with us worshiping God because of the good things the earth has given us. Shame would tell us that we can't do that, that we can't rejoice because we aren't good enough. We aren't worthy of this gift. The grace of God says that we are free of shame, and we are free to move forward, to both be more responsible in our enjoyment of creation and to rejoice. First week, I ended the sermon and challenged you to go out and see the beauty of creation, and in seeing the beauty of creation, to see the God who created it. I want to end this sermon series and this sermon by challenging you to enjoy creation. Find something today, or early this week, or next week, or next weekend, but really today, to enjoy creation. Go for a Cook a nice, special meal. Find some place to watch the sunrise or sunset. Go over to Lieselvania Park and put your toes in the sand. Do something to enjoy creation. And in enjoying creation, rejoice in the God who made all there is and gave it to us to make our lives possible and more enjoyable. And say thanks be to God.